So Christmas has completed. I hope you guys all had a fantastic Christmas and enjoyed his presents. Presents, not presents, get it? But it's like the week between, right? Week between Christmas and New Year. And so it is a perfect time to learn what is rest? What is biblical rest? What does that look like? And how can we apply that to our lives? Today, I bring my friend Danielle on to give us an insight to what she's done to apply biblical rest, not only to herself, but also to her family, how that looks like for her and how we can do the same thing. Y'all, if Jesus rested, we should probably learn to rest too, right? As we head into 2023, there is no better time to learn about biblical rest than right now. But before we did, I wanted to do two things. One of which I wanted to encourage you, if you are dealing with any of the issues that we talk about on the podcast, or you need help growing spiritually, finding gaps where you're not connecting with God, and figuring out how you can really have an encounter with Him, if life feels really hard right now, maybe you're missing having Jesus really a part every minute, but you don't know how, sit with me for an hour and we'll come up with a plan where you will learn to connect with him and grow with him. This is called an abundant woman session. So grab one today, send me an email at hello at the and we'll get a call set up because I want you to experience the fruit of an intimate relationship with him. I also wanted to take a quick second real quick and encourage you. If you have not left a review for Apple iTunes podcast, please, please, please do so now. It helps not only grow the podcast, but it helps point more women to Jesus. Like check out this review. It says, friend, I just listened to your first episode and oh my word. So, so good. The devil has been beating me up the past couple of weeks and I've just been taking it. But today, through the words you shared, I feel empowered and ready to arm up for battle. Thank you so much for following God's lead. That is so good, friends. I hope this encourages you and blesses you. The Abundant Woman podcast is one that seeks to help women cultivate a faith that soaks into every single corner of their lives, changing them wholly and completely. Hosted by Samantha Siemens, founder of the Abundant Woman Collective, the podcast features conversations that uplift, encourage, challenge, and empower women to step into true freedom in Christ. If you're ready to go all in with a Jesus-led life, step out of the overwhelm, anxiety, and stress of this world, and step into a life of freedom and abundance, then the Abundant Woman Podcast is for you. Hey friends, welcome to the Abundant Woman Collective podcast. I am so excited you're here because you are in for a treat. Uh, Today with me, I have my friend Danielle. And Danielle, uh, where did we meet? We met, oh yeah, at the Clarity (laughs) Conference, which was, we were just talking about before we pressed play about how it's been a year, which is crazy. So um, Danielle is also a mom of four and wife to Lucas. She mentors women to be less stressed and overwhelmed lives through biblical rest and productivity. Her favorite ways to rest are snuggling with a good book, amen, sister, or exploring the world. I love it. That is so good. (laughs) Thank you so much for coming on. Welcome. Welcome. Thanks. I'm so happy to be here. Yes. We are going to have fun. Okay. So if you couldn't guess already, Today, we are talking about a very important topic, especially for us women. We are talking about rest, but most importantly, biblical rest. So Danielle, tell me what is biblical rest? 
Biblical rest is something that I have been studying for the last four and a half, five years since uh, I realized that what the world was defining as rest wasn't cutting it for me as I needed to rest, I needed to rejuvenate, I needed to just actually feel like I could keep going. Um, at that point, I was... Uh, You quiet, okay? I was uh let's see. I was like eight months pregnant, was had pneumonia, was preparing for my uh clients conference, which was flying to North Carolina, and I was so tired, y'all, I wanted to die. So at that time I started reading my Bible, looking for something that was an answer to what I needed at that time. And through that discovery, biblical rest was something I found that does not define, is not defined by world standards, but it was something that I read about in the Bible. And I was like, this is what I need. So biblical rest is rest for your soul and it is rest for your body. So I break it up into soul rest and I break it into Sabbath rest because the rest for your soul is what's going to give you peace. It's what you get when you start having that relationship with Jesus and continuing to walk with him because when we are without him, when we are not spending time in the word, when we're not plugged in and receiving from him there's so much anxiety there's so much uncertainty there's so much if you're in my shoes like anguish like anger there's so much like just chaos that's happening if i know that i'm anchored in the word if i'm anchored in jesus then i am able to keep going because my soul is at rest i have peace that comes from jesus and having that relationship with him. Additionally, we hear in the Bible about Sabbath. Now, Sabbath is something that goes way back in the Old Testament, but we know that the Jewish people practiced it throughout the Old Testament, and then Jesus would have practiced it as well. So Sabbath rest is coming from the root word to take a break, and specifically in this instance, to take a break from working. Because if we look at how God patterned the seven days he created, he created in six days and rested on the seventh day. He didn't need to take the break. Mm -hmm. Like he's God. He didn't need to do that. But he did it as a way to pattern that rest for us. And then you look in Exodus 16 where he gives the first Sabbath and he gave them enough manna as the Israelites were in the desert where they'd been wandering, he gave them enough manna for that seventh day. And he said, hey, take this day, stay in your tents, rest, don't go out and gather food because I've already provided for you and have that day. And the Israelites, some of them didn't, didn't go and stay <laughs> in their tents. And he's like, what are you doing? Why are you not doing this? Um, but basically rest was a gift that he had given them because they had worked their whole lives 
a lot of them in slavery and they had grown up in that mindset of working all the time because they were working for Pharaoh and they didn't have an option. And that was kind of that, uh, the Exodus 16, it was such a wake up of like, okay, God has given us this ability to rest, but I'm not doing it. And so that was where I started. My husband had done it first was um, creating a day for us to rest and take a break, but really leaning into taking breaks and having that rest made a huge difference. And it's also uh, as we look throughout the Bible, just seeing that rich history of of Sabbath and how we can apply that in our own lives. Yeah, I love that. And I love, I have friends, of course, on Instagram, right? Let's just go there. You see, <laughs> you either see like all the self-care things that like if I go spend $500 at the spa, I will be rested and life will be good. Or if I buy a body scrub, whatever. Right. But then you also see the like opposite of that, or I see, um, women that practice Sabbath. And I love that. I love that. I had a girlfriend that did it too, that took an entire day and she just disconnected and was with her family and meals were already prepped and, and they weren't working and things like that. When you say that you practice Sabbath, what does it look like for you? It has looked different over the years. I completed my bachelor's degree last year. And so Sundays I would spend time doing schoolwork because the online discussions, there's no, like people don't post during the week. So then you're just trying to get it all in on the weekends. Uh, So I would take breaks at night. So I would work during the day and I would take intentional rest time breaks from working at night, whether that was taking a bath, whether that was just putting my feet up, doing whatever, enjoying time with my kids. And Sundays have traditionally been, well, Saturdays when we started, Sundays more so in the last few years, but with me doing homework in on Sundays, we had to find a different day for it, or I had to find a different day. So that's just an example of like, Hey, this doesn't have to look the same way. There's no reason why Sabbath is Sunday. Like there's nothing in the new Testament that says that we have to keep the Sabbath as the seventh day. So Saturday, or in our case, Sunday, when we attend church, it's simply just taking that break from, from, work. So our day is Sunday that we rest on right now. We go to church. Now it's football season. So we (laughs) watch football and in the spring basketball or whatever, I like to grab my cross stitch or a book or whatever. We'll watch TV, cuddle up. Uh, My husband likes to take a nap every Sunday afternoon. Um, Just stuff that's going to keep us as a family, keep us focused on resting. We try not to work. Um, Sometimes we do some work, which is kind of inevitable some days, but I take my Instagram off of my phone. So I'm not tempted to go on there and scroll through and mentally fight for uh, or fight against comparison, I guess. Yeah. Because sometimes that's an issue, like not even 
realizing we're doing it, but then you get to that point where you're like, okay, I got to fight against comparison. So I just eliminate all temptation. I stay off Facebook. I don't have the Facebook app on my phone um, purposefully so that I minimize notifications and really just try and rest. Maybe I'll take a nap or whatever. Yeah. I like that. A few words I heard were like intentional and purposefully and how we have to be intentional about it or else we're just continuing to go and go. And it's so easy to just go like the rat race of life is to be busy, but intentional and purposeful. And I also like that you talked about different seasons because like you and I are moms of four, but there might be a single lady listening. There might be a grandma listening. There might be a college student that it looks different for each season of your life and for you particular, right? And so when I I was saying the social media thing, I was just saying that it was like the range of that is so, so wide, but we as women and as women who love Jesus get to seek his face and what kind of rest he wants for us even, right? Because we get to choose that. Like you said, it's Sunday for some, but if you work on Sundays, then maybe you're off day Saturday or Tuesday or whatever. And rest, like you said, your book and your cross stitch. Is that what you said? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You guys can't see me doing this, but I'm doing cross stitch. Um, <laughs> and cross stitch. And so some activities might be taking a nap. Some might be uh, playing board games on the floor with their kids, like whatever that looks like for you, particularly in your lifestyle. But I want to know also, how does biblical rest and what we're talking about differ from what the world says is rest? There is, I don't want to say stigma, probably a cultural norm, I guess now, that resting looks like, or should I say self-care? Self-care looks like a bottle of wine, getting your nails painted, um, maybe, you know, going out with girlfriends. There are specific things that that people have deemed as self-care. And I'm going to say, no, they're not. Because realistic self-care means you are taking care of yourself in a way that's going to better yourself for the future. Because you are taking care of yourself. You are taking a shower. Like, please, for the love of all things good, take a shower. Like, more than once a week. And I'm talking to myself here because (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, okay, getting a shower. But realistically, like we need to be clean. We need to cleanse ourselves and you need that break. Like, I don't know about you, but taking a shower is so refreshing for me because it gives me space to think. Mm -hmm. Like my devotional book created for this was partially written in the shower because I had room to think and I was able to put those ideas on the paper. Um, Waterproof notepads, best invention in the world. So taking that look at self-care as a way of you're better, you're bettering yourself. I am taking care of myself by eating well, by eliminating sugar, by not having tons of caffeine. Like there are so many different ways that you can take care of yourself in a realistic way. And resting is one of those ways that you can invest in your future self. You can invest in um, stewarding your body in a way that honors God. And there's the the counter, like, I'm just going to go drink a bottle of wine and take a bath or whatever. But really, 
doing things that are renewing and refreshing you and helping you rejuvenate in a way that's going to give you energy to continue going. Because if we're burnt out, we can't be effective for what God has called us to. We can't be running on empty and trying to do a little bit when realistically we could take time right now to rest give ourselves the ability to keep going and do what he wants us to do in a more effective and better way. Yeah. I like that. I, I always, I also, also was always like, why is it taking a math self-care? Like, why does that get to be the women's self-care? Like, I don't know. It's weird, but yes, I love that. And you mentioned burnout, um, which is a common theme in today's society and cultural norm, even. And I feel like in the business world, because we both own businesses, right? It is even also like glorified, like being burnt out means you're successful. Like get rid of that crap. Can you say crap? I'm sorry. But, (laughs) but it is not the opposite. The abundant woman is called to be set apart. And so that means that we don't get to follow cultural norms. And I do say don't get to, because it is a choice and it is a choice that we have to like consciously make, but that means the bath time and the bottle of wine isn't for us. And that the being burnt out on this hustle culture also doesn't have to be for us. And so being set apart means that things like this, something that we all talk about rest is intentionally even set apart. Um, speaking of burnout, is there a time where you've experienced burnt out that maybe led you to this or, or something along your journey? Yeah. So actually it's really interesting to look back. And I said that I've been studying this for the last, my son's going to be five. So last four years and I started noticing patterns of cyclical burnout even as far back as high school, Mm -hmm. because I would go, 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 and then hit that wall and I would burn out. And then I had to take time to give my adrenals time to actually function again and like my body systems to go. And then I would run ahead and there's, there's so much perfectionism tied up in that. There is striving and wanting to do the best and be the best that was wrapped up in that and seeking f- acknowledgement from people in my life. And then, you know, so I would be doing that and then I would burn out again. So it was one of those where it, as soon as I figured that out, where I started looking over the last, hold on my 35, last third, like 15 years, I realized that this was a real deal. And I wanted to stop that because I didn't want to have to stop. Like you can't, if you want to keep going, you can't constantly be stopping. You have to keep that momentum, even if that's just pulling back a little bit. Like it's easier to keep moving forward with whatever momentum you have than to have to stop and then try and keep going again. So that was huge. Like understanding that cyclical burnout, the inability that I had to pause and trying to teach myself that again at 30 years old, how to rest and what was good for my body. So 
that became eating right. Like I joined Faster Way to Fat Loss because I needed to eat again and I needed something that was going to fuel my body. Yeah. Like, yes, it's about losing weight so I can run after my kids and like run more 5Ks that I want to run. However, I also knew that I needed to be eating better and eating more because as moms, like we don't eat. Um, so it was just like, there were things in my life that led to the burnout and me understanding burnout better in in a way that I knew that implementing rest was the only way I was going to keep going because it's, it's not just the burnout, but it's everything that goes with that. And if you're in business, like, yes, the hustle culture, if you're a mom, like the hot mess culture that's been created, like, it's not even, (laughs) it's not even biblical to be a hot mess. Like we are a new creation. We are children of God. Like there are so many things about that that rub me the wrong way. (laughs) So just that. And then like, I'm sure there's things with singleness. That's not my period of life anymore. I don't even know what's really, I don't know anymore. Um, But that's, that's how I got to this point was doing that and then wanting to help others overcome the burnout, overcome stress and overwhelm and really dig into rest in a way that is practical and tangible and they can actually implement. Yeah. So good. I, um, I love that on a previous episode. Um, I talked about a little bit, my story with burnout and it's so funny because it sounds very similar to yours. And I even joined faster rate of fat loss. It's it's awesome guys. Yes. I needed to feel my body. Like I started popping up with health issues and I couldn't figure out why until I put all of these random symptoms together as like a whole picture and looked at me as a Mm -hmm. whole person instead of Mm -hmm. as a mom, as a businesswoman, as a wife, as a minister, like all of the separate roles, when you put her together, your girl was burnt (laughs) out. And Mm -hmm. I didn't realize how much damage it did to me physically. And I didn't even realize, like you had said that the perfectionist and for me, the to-do list. And I Mm -hmm. thought like it was the weirdest, crazy mentality, but I believed that the busier I was, the more important I was or the better my business would do or the, like those, I had those thoughts associated with hustle and being busy and doing all the things when really I'm so thankful that because of Jesus, my rest, like I'm still enough because of who he is when I'm resting, when I'm working, when I'm playing basketball, like whatever I'm doing because of who he is in me, I get to be enough. And for whatever reason, my perfectionists and checklists and all the things that were like tied up in the mental game shown more than, I don't know, than maybe he did in some ways, but I want to hear more about your, maybe the most tangible, practical way that us women should or can implement rest. The the thing that I say to people, especially when I start coaching with them, is to get rest on your schedule and have rest be a permanent thing that you're doing. Like plan However it. that looks. What was that? Like plan it. Like in your calendar like, schedule? Yeah. Plan okay. it. 
or like have it mentally in your head like Sunday I can't do anything that's not that it can't I just won't yeah or I'm very selective with what I do um if it doesn't like refuel me refresh me like all those things it's not going to happen because I don't need to be burnt out and stressed out on that day because that's my day to do other things and rest so having that set apart and then honoring that because I don't know how many of you have done this before where you're like, oh, I don't really need to do that this week. Like, I'm feeling pretty good. I'll just swipe that and, you know, just not not do that this week. Yeah. And you have to be proactive. Like, both of us are sitting here telling you about reactive that we have done. And maybe that's the point that you're at right now where you're feeling super burnt out and you need reactive care. But if you can be proactive and start doing those things right now, you will be so much better off for it because you are taking that intentional time to rest. So plan it, put it down, write it down on your calendar, put it on your phone, put it in your head. if you're not going to forget it, because I would forget it, um, make that a habit that you, that you do. So there you go. I like it. Yes. So this is your charge, (laughs) whether you're paper person, get it out of your purse or backpack or notebook, or you're an electronic person, then grab your phone and you're on it anyways, because you're listening to this podcast or your computer, either way, your electronic device. It's probably really close by you. Yes. Then put it in, pick a day. I love that you said it's easy for us to swipe too, because Yes. Like if I have things going, chances are I'm going to put somebody else's needs before my own. And we are saying Mm -hmm. to not do that, to intentionally schedule time and hold yourself to it. I love it. If you want more of this and Danielle's brilliance and her tangible ways to rest, she has a freebie on her website. Her website is Danielle M. Roberts, and I'll post the links below in the show notes, but it is five creative ways to rest. Listen, ladies, a download of ways to rest that aren't sleeping or eating bonbons. Y'all come on. <laughs> can, that, can that be a whole sermon? <laughs> oh, man. Um, it's a whole course. It's so whole, there you yes. go. Okay. Uh, my bonbons, I don't like sugar as much as I like um, chips and guac. So yeah. I'm going to go ahead and switch that out for myself, but <laughs> absolutely personalize it. My friend actually, um, she printed it off and she has it on her wall so that she has ways to remember that she can rest, take that walk, take the, you know, get away from the screen, do what she needs to do. Um, And let me just tell you, I was really honored when I saw that picture because I was like, oh, somebody actually like loves this. I love that. That is something I totally do. Like the printable scriptures and all that, or this feels counterintuitive because we're talking about bonbons and chips and salsa, but you're at your fridge a thousand times a day. Yes. So post that bad boy on your fridge. So you are intentionally seeing it and being reminded. I love that. I totally mm-hmm. might speaking of hot mess. My fridge might look a hot mess because I have things like that. <laughs> like, um, what is it called? Mag- magneted. Mag- stuck. <laughs> stuck. Thank magneted. You that. Yes. I don't stuck. know. Magneted works too. I guess. Stuck to the fridge. <laughs> taped to the fridge. <laughs> yep. So good. That was such good info. Okay. At the end of each episode, I'm asking my guests just three sort of random questions, but, and I didn't tell you about this ahead of time. You're welcome. Um, One is, (laughs) what is your favorite scripture? 
Um, I actually love this because as a podcaster, I'm the one always asking the questions. And as a life coach, like I'm asking the questions. So this is awesome. <laughs> it's so <laughs> nice to be on the other side of the microphone for That's once. good, right? Uh, favorite scripture is Joshua 1.9. I actually have it tattooed on my foot. Ooh. So it's like, I will never leave you. I'll never forsake you. Yeah. Love it. Okay. Number two, what is something in your life that you are loving right now? <laughs> I never <laughs> thought I'd say this, but homeschooling. Yes. Like, okay. I, we just started this year, which I was homeschooled. I grew up homeschooled, swore I would never homeschool my children. Mm-hmm. And then in July started feeling this discontent and like, just not good feeling about sending the kids back to school. So we decided to homeschool and we're kind of loving it right now. So there you you go. Yeah. See, I mean, she just said that her kids got back from the library at a seven o'clock, seven 30 on Tuesday. Like that Tuesday night. Yes. So good. Okay. To your copy. Uh, both. Is that an option? No, silly goose. Your favorite. Okay. So I'm drinking coffee right now, but, um, what is your favorite My, coffee or tree drink then? Tea, tea drink. Okay, so this is really challenging because my <laughs> my inner southern girl loves sweet tea. Mm. Um, but I also love coffee. I don't know. Yeah, I okay, but I do love I. super coffee because it's got um, ten grams of protein in it. And it's got stevia, so there's no sugar, and you can have a pumpkin spice, a pumpkin pie latte without all the sugar and the bad crap that they put in it. And you get protein, yes. And you get your protein, which you need, because you need like 30 grams of protein to kickstart your day. Yeah. There you go, we'll just turn it into a nutrition Ah. show, too. (laughs) (laughs) What tags do I put? Rest, nutrition, (laughs) fast array, all the things. So good. Oh, Danielle, this is fun. Thank you so much for coming on, sharing your knowledge. You are a wealth of knowledge for these women, and I so appreciate you. Um, And even though you said sweet tea, I love you anyways. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Ladies, down in the back or down in the bottom are the show notes. Inside, we'll have the links to her freebie, her website, and of course, her socials. So stop by, say hi to Danielle, and tell her all the things. I um, am so glad you're here. Until next time, friends. Friend, I hope you were blessed by this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Before you go, quick things. One, can you follow us on social? I would love to get social with you. Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube all have the username Abundant Woman Co. Come say hi. Also, we have a free Facebook community that has women just like you building community, going after Jesus, and just making connections. Come join us there. I can't wait to meet you. And last, I would love if you could screenshot this episode and share it on your socials for a chance to be featured. Until next time.